Welcome to Decoded, an engaging and insightful conversation with experts and policymakers who tangibly impact the economy. Welcome to our first episode. I am your host Garvit Goswami, and for today's discussion, we are joined by Dr. Viral Shah, the man behind the Aadhaar infrastructure. He currently serves as the CEO of Julia Computing. It's a pleasure to have you with us, sir. Thank you. The theme for our discussion is the Aadhaar project, a governance revolution in making. To begin with, what makes Aadhaar different from other identification systems that are already in existence, such as the permanent account number? And why was there a need to introduce such a system in the first place? Yeah, so even you know, so Aadhaar is almost um, at this point ten years old, and while I'm no longer officially uh, affiliated with it, it was one of the most um, fun projects that I've ever worked on, and one of the most impactful ones. And even today, people do ask this question uh, that you know, why why do we need another identification system? And the answer is really straightforward, right? That uh, you know the 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 permanent account number or the PAN card number, for example, is only given to income tax payers, and only five percent of India has a PAN card. Um, that number might have increased, but it's not a hundred percent. If you look at other um, forms of ID in India, for example, the election ID card, that's only if you're above eighteen, uh, and if you're a citizen of India and eligible to vote. Um, there is, um, let's say, the driver's license, right? Only if you are eligible to drive, um, and so on and so forth, right? So in Narega job card, only if you are qualifying for the Narega. So every identification card in India is given for a particular purpose and given for, uh, you know, given to a group of people who, who sort of, you know, need that card in order to access that particular benefit. Yes, sir from the government or that particular service. But what was needed was a universal identification uh, mechanism in India so that everyone in the country had a voice and everyone in the country was counted and everyone in the country was visible to the government for all sorts of uh, you know, government benefits, programs, services, uh, what have you. Uh, all right. And so the first universal ID uh, system introduced in India which has no requirement for joining beyond being, uh, uh, you know, what is defined as a usual resident of India. Re- remember, it's not, you don't even need citizenship. Yes, sir. So uh, this brings me to my next question, which is uh, Aadhaar, which was designed as a voluntary opt-in program. But the current government has actually made it mandatory for a lot of welfare schemes, almost pushing everyone for making an Aadhaar. Uh, the mandatory use of Aadhaar has slowly become ubiquitous. If Aadhaar was being envisioned as a subsidy and a delivery medium mechanism, why are people being pushed to make an Aadhaar? Yeah, so, I, you know, uh, when the system was originally designed, I mean, it was designed as a universal ID system, right? And it was the reason why it was dis- defined to be vo- designed to be voluntary and not mandatory was because it would take a long time. Like it would take five to ten years for the whole country to get an Aadhaar. And at that point, if you didn't have an Aadhaar, then you should not be excluded from the system. Um, even today, I do not believe that the Aadhaar is mandatory. Like, you know, if, if, if you are in India and you don't have an Aadhaar, that does not put you at any sort of risk or any sort of, um, um, you know, a, a violation of law. It is that government services on their own have decided to use Aadhaar for a particular service. And 
it's it's a it's a delicate balance right because on the one hand uh, you know we do not like to be coerced uh, as citizens or residents of india when we are uh, getting government benefits hmm. um but on the other hand we do not like uh, the government uh, you know when they run subsidy programs that have a lot of uh, siphoning of the benefits from the you know from the uh, from the supply chain for example right we do not like it when lpg is lpg cylinders are not delivered on time and and you know the delivery boys are selling it to restaurants or we do not like it when the pds grain is diverted to other purposes um or we do not like it when government loans are given for the wrong purposes hmm. so we we do need to decide what is it that we eventually want i mean if we do not want any accountability as citizens for the expenditures the government makes for us then we do not need any form of identification or any form of system but then we have to leave with those leakages and and decide that's the cost of it however if we do want the things to go to the right place and government expenditures to made to be made to the right way the benefits reach the right right people then we have to decide, define systems that are strong and and robust and get the job done so it's you know and it, it it's always hard but you know if you think about it your this way right if you were running the system would you like to run five different ways for uh, you know uh, for people to enter the system right or would you define would you prefer to have one common way yeah uh, if you if you want something right like you know you do not have five different ways to log into google for example right but you can choose not to use google if if you don't like them all right sir uh how do you think aadhar is transforming governance in india today and how it could be used in the future so aadhar has already transformed governance in india in a big way right um it it is we we already know about all the benefits that have accrued from sort of preventing preventing of leakages in the delivery systems and also making the delivery systems far more inclusive than they used to be and in that sense i feel that the role of the state in terms of delivering its you know its um, proclaimed uh, you know um, the, the role of the state in terms of delivering what it promised is getting um, carried out in a much larger way than it used to before right if the government says that everyone uh, who is poor is eligible for let's say 5 kilos of rice and if you are poor and you did not get the 5 kilos of rice that is actually a failure of the state in terms of executing its uh, you know its its own defined goals and that's that's not right for the person who did not get it so in in, in terms of making programs uh, of the government and benefits of the government and aims of the government inclusive and accurately uh, targeted to all the people who deserve it or all the people who are um uh, you know expected to receive them the the aadhar program has brought about a much larger um uh a much larger transformation in e governance than was possible with other schemes before right yeah. um in general computerization and uh, you know smartphones and having always on internet connections and all these things have sort of brought improvements to e governance in ways that were not possible before and i think aadhar kind of tied it all together in a very nice way all right so i think going forward we are going to see many you know we, i mean and and it is not just for subsidy delivery right like wherever identification is involved right so it is going to weed out bogus pan cards bogus bank accounts um it's going to sort of have impact uh, it it has also sort of for for example simplified kyc right um so today with e kyc you are able to sort of get an access to a range of services 
that uh, you know with in in an electronic way without sort of having paper without having all the problems with paper you know like giving your um, passport copy to a uh, you know local kirana store who's giving you a sim card right it's just so unsafe to do these kinds of things and it's not just subsidy delivery that has been uh, you know made better but also a range of financial services getting access to sim cards getting access to so many different things that aadhar has simplified that i think the impact has been phenomenal i would also at the same point uh, you know i'm happy to point uh, you know uh, point out that the supreme court also put restrictions on what aadhar can be used for which i think was the right decision in terms of making sure that you know the the principles of privacy and secrecy are uh, are upheld and that people's privacy is not um, you know sacrificed to an all observing panopticon state in some sense uh so this actually brings me to my next question which is was regarding uh, security and privacy only so data security and privacy are two separate yet interlinked issues there have been several allegations in cases of leakages being reported by various agencies does aadhar really compromise with the right to privacy and making aadhar mandatory for uh, receiving private services such as as you were talking about telephone connections or opening a bank account is it really viable to do these things do you think aadhar should be linked to private services and even if it is linked who will stand accountable in case of a breach so look i mean first of all uh, it's important to understand the framework in which these things have been designed right and i do not speak for the government i'm not a lawyer i do not speak in you know in terms of any particular policy i can only describe how the system was envisioned and built but every system evolves as it goes ahead and and as you sort of um, you know it, it has to meet the needs of the society as it was envisioned you know at at every given point in time right you cannot take a system that was envisioned 30 years ago and say that we are going to follow the same rules it was designed for 30 years ago it has to be something that is relevant and meaningful even today mm. now private services so, so the service is not private right so we need to use these words very carefully but for example if i have a telephone connection i mean that is under the, the firm that is providing it has received a license from the government of india and is using a public uh, public good right which is the airwaves for example in order to provide that service and they are paying for a license for that service and they are accountable for as part of the law i'm not debating whether the law is right or wrong that is a different question that should every telephone connection be identified we understand the history by which this has happened right and that is due to um, you know terrorists or criminals using these connections um, in untraceable ways leading to all sorts of challenges for uh, for law enforcement and one can argue whether that's a good thing or a bad thing and what the balance and uh, you know what the balance in the society should be around these things but given that the law exists uh it is it is required by the telecom operators to have a kyc for every connection that they have it's not their choice they they do, they did not decide to impose this extra cost you know on their customers right it's the government and and the indian society that imposes this cost on them and what the other does it, it does is that it provides an easy way for this cost to be um hmm. um you know not just the an easy way for the for the verification to be carried out in a way that is far more secure far more private right do you, you know do you think that data that is being provided from the government servers directly to an airtel or a vodafone servers is more secure 
or do you think that giving a bunch of photocopies of your passport to the local kirana shop is more secure i mean i i personally feel stronger with uh, you know i i would be more satisfied with uh, with an electronic system where there is a clear audit trail in terms of where data was originated from who asked for it who approved it and where did it go and what did that entity do with it and having a proper privacy uh, mechanism around what is done you know in this framework so when if you draw a parallel between a universal identification system that is being followed in the united states and the universal identification system that is aadhar which is being forward which is being uh, followed in india uh, where do you think india is lacking in terms of that in terms of technology i think india is actually far ahead in terms of technology uh, compared to say most of the western countries which implemented such systems many many decades ago hmm. in in a in different era and uh, they have evolved piecemeal what um, aadhar allowed india to do was to leapfrog the whole thing into a modern uh, technological system uh, in 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 today's in this uh, the last decade um of course going in you know, if you, if you, if there's a country that starts on this path 20 years from now you know they will have a different system that will be better than the one in india for example right i mean it's just sort of you know when you get started you better use the best technology of the time hmm. and that's exactly what is going on right i mean even within india the ration card used to be this booklet right and and over time it has graduated into being a smart card but the pan card for example very quickly became uh, you know a more secure sort of and a more electronic form of id than than most other id systems in india um at any given point in time so i don't think the indian system is technologically not advanced in any way i think it is far more advanced uh, the the way you know it allows people who are you know who do not have internet connections in the traditional sense right not the smartphone ones but the way it allows people who are not technologically savvy who are not necessarily literate to all inclusively identify themselves to the government in a secure way it does not exist anywhere else in the world um and is one of uh, probably the only or one of the few countries that has implemented a biometric identity system which is actually used greatly for the benefit of the people although i do know that there are concerns around abuse of this system and it is important that we as a democracy you know pass the right laws and the right frameworks for these powers to be exercised and for data to be linked in the back end and all that good stuff but it is it is by far i think uh, better off than than many other countries um in my opinion all right uh, so if you say that considering that india is not lacking in terms of technology what do you think aadhar uh, is lacking right now or how it can be made better in terms of other things you know that's a question i have not thought about deeply for the last many years uh, but the, the important thing is you know let's look at the challenges of the system today right um you know right now we have this covid-19 coronavirus care right is there a role that aadhar has to play there hmm. very possibly it does right in terms of uh, you know leading to cash benefit transfers um, for example the united states is is considering sending uh, you know fixed amount of money to various citizens of the uh, of the US um you know if you wanted to implement a similar program in india or strengthen up certain kinds of uh, economic safety programs in in times like these 
today without aadhar you could absolutely not have done it right and with aadhar you can imagine how these programs can be rolled out with a moment's notice right mm-hmm. one order from the prime minister's office and this can be executed in no time should you want to i'm not suggesting this is what we need to do but i'm saying that the rails exist with aadhar um similarly like you know health insurance premiums and health insurance uh, you know systems right or um uh, providing uh, you know healthcare through the government system all these places uh, in in the current pandemic you know aadhar could be imagine if it was already in place in those systems you know you cannot go and build that system now mm. you should have built it you know at a different time so that you are ready today but going forward you can just imagine that making it easy for citizens of the country and residents of the country to easily access all the things that the government provides in a frictionless way is what aadhar will eventually enable right i don't think one should imagine aadhar to do more than what it was designed for right it it would be important to just focus on making it do what what it is already envisioned for and execute that to the fullest um but the problems of our country's governance our country's execution our um, you know lack of state capacity all of those need to be fixed and aadhar is not the only solution to them but it is an important tool that is part of the larger um, you know solution thank you so much sir for giving us your valuable time that actually answers a lot of questions for our audience Well, I should also point out that uh, my very good friend Ajesha, uh, you know, who's a friend and mentor of mine, has published a very interesting book called "In the Service of the Republic," mm-hmm. where he talks about some of these problems, uh, uh, some of these views about how the state, um, you know, should act, uh, how we should think about some of these grander things in society. Um, so, you know, I would I would urge you to read my book, "Rebooting India," and also, uh, you know, Ajesha's book, "In Service of the Republic," um, in order to. dive into some of these uh, topics in a in a deeper way and and thank you for having me on the show thank you sir sure sir this podcast was brought to you by the economic society of shriram college of commerce you can find us on all podcast streaming platforms and thank you for tuning in